Hello, pet lovers, and welcome to Pet Lover Geek, powered by Pet Hub. I'm Lorian Clemens, and today we're talking about something that is super important nowadays. It's brand new to some of us, veterinary telehealth. And I have a really great guest today. She is the medical director for Vetster, one of the leading veterinary telehealth services out there. And we have a ton to talk about with Dr. Sarah Michelle, but we need to take a quick little break here. Make sure you hang out though all the way to the end today because there's a very special offer that Vetster is giving all of our listeners. So hang tight. We're going to geek out soon with Dr. Sarah after this quick break. Okay, welcome back, people. Without any further ado, I am so pleased to welcome on to Pet Lover Geek, Dr. Sarah Michelle. Welcome and thank you so much for being here, Dr. Sarah. Thank you very much for having me today, Lorian. I'm excited. I am excited too. And, and you and I were talking before we started recording. I got to see you speak this weekend <laughs> at a really great pet care innovation summit event. I was just thrilled when I was like, oh my gosh, I'm interviewing her this morning. I just saw you speak two <laughs> days ago and I'm excited that I can share you with our listeners. So if, if you'll help us out a little bit, because like I mentioned in the intro, Veterinary telehealth is a sort of new thing here in the United States. People still really aren't sure what it is. And so before we dive in, I'd like if you could give us a quick history of Vetster in particular and what you can do as a telehealth service for our members. Great. Thank you. So, you know, veterinary telehealth is definitely kind of a newer buzzword in the pet healthcare conversation. However, you know, if we think about it, veterinarians and the veterinary profession have actually been supporting communications with clients using electronic means for decades. And so, you know, most pet owners wouldn't really put sort of the thought to it, and most veterinarians didn't either, that even communicating with a pet owner via the telephone is truly a remote communication and connection. And if we want to get sort of technical, that's essentially the definition of telehealth. It's the delivery or the extension of delivery of veterinary care and knowledge between a veterinary professional and a pet owner using an electronic means. So that electronic means could either be the telephone or in more modern times, like now, using a platform like ours, um, Vetster. So Vetster is a pretty unique and very modern approach to veterinary telehealth. We are the world's fastest telehealth platform, and we connect pet owners through the internet in a marketplace type of model with licensed veterinarians across all of North America. So as a pet owner, you can visit our site, you can search our available veterinarians based upon your geographical location and where those veterinarians are licensed to practice, as well as you can search by the veterinarian's particular area of interest, be that by species or type of practice, up to and including what languages they may speak. So it's a pretty comprehensive way to sort of narrow down a meeting with and a conversation. And on our platform, these meetings or consultations are performed through a video chat, much like our conversation today. So you you meet basically with a veterinarian on a video call from the comfort of your home with your pet at home with you. You know, you can talk about what concerns or questions that that you may have. 
Yeah. And I, let's dig into that part a little bit more because I think what, what people are like, well, well, she can't actually touch my pet. I can't actually you know, how, like, how does that work? And obviously I think all of us immediately understand, like I can call my doctor, my my medical human doctor about X, Y, Z, but I have to go in to do this. But now that telehealth has moved to that video aspect, what can be addressed via modern telehealth channels for veterinary care? I love that question, actually, as you would know from my speaking earlier. A little bit of a softball question, but it's legitimately like something that people want to know. Yeah, I love that question because a lot of the time people have that concern that without perhaps touching the animal, because animals cannot speak the way humans can and articulate our pains or concerns, that a veterinarian might be limited when coming to virtual care. But I think my favorite answer, as you know, to this is that the fact that our patients, veterinary patients can't speak is certainly not new to any of us in this profession. And although there are absolutely situations that do require in-person care and diagnostics, there's a large amount of the conversation that occurs and goes on between the pet owner describing symptoms and visually, you know, being able to see things via telemedicine. And essentially, hugest part of the job as a veterinarian or my job as a veterinarian and and any veterinarian is about communication. So it's about talking to the pet owner. It's about interpreting the symptoms and the signs that the pet owner shares with you and ingesting that and being able to, from experience and from training, you know, surface the most common reasons for the things that are happening. And so Absolutely, there are limitations to virtual care. There are certain situations that mandate, you know, an in-person visit, but akin to human virtual care and telehealth offerings, there's an enormous amount of things that can be managed through a really comprehensive conversation. Yeah. And I think too, I think one of the things that was kind of the aha moment for me when I was talking with, in fact, I know we have a episode earlier this year that we'll link to it with Dr. Jessica Vogel saying when she's talking just in general about telehealth and how it's, you know, rapid emergence on the scene since uh, COVID hit. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's greatly changed the way that we inter- are able to interact. And, the, and frankly, it's reduced the amount of interaction that we can have with our veterinarians. How important telehealth can be in terms of determining is a in-person visit even needed? And can we triage some of this stuff before we go and take the time and money and frankly, the space on the schedule of the veterinarian to see a pet. Can you talk a little bit about that, about whole that idea of triage and how key it is for what's happening right now in veterinary telehealth? Yeah, I love that. And and you're absolutely right. And there are two really important levers when it comes to leveraging virtual care. And one of them, I think, is exactly that. It's It's really helping that pet owner understand the severity of a particular situation. And sometimes it's acknowledging and reinforcing and supporting the pet owner in the decision to take a pet into emergency and really reinforcing their concerns and the amount of gratitude, you know, having been on the on the end of, a, of consults where it's like, no, this is something that I need to help you get in to be seen. And, you know, one of the pushbacks that sometimes people say, well, aren't pet owners going to be distraught, you know, if they have to pay a fee to consult with you and you turn around and tell them to go into an emergency clinic or something like that. And actually, in 
almost every situation, it's the polar opposite reaction because there's a validation process and a feeling of, I am making the right decision. And a lot of time we can support and help that process because as you referenced, even getting in the door at a veterinary clinic is difficult now. So if a pet owner can show up at perhaps an emergency clinic with the validating support that a veterinarian has already counseled me Mm -hmm. to know that I need to be here, it can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side of that, if there's situations, as you said, like not taking that time away from an emergency clinic or even a busy general practice schedule for a case that doesn't necessarily need to be seen in person that can effectively be managed. So I think that's really the essence of the triage piece. It helps to improve patient outcomes. It helps workflows in clinics are substantially improved when that process is used. And it helps to streamline the care for the pet. So it's a win-win on every side. I'm very convinced. I, I'm, I'm positive. And I'm, I'm thinking in general about the things that come into our customer service center and then just what we get asked about in general. I mean, most people that come to Pet Hub are coming to Pet Hub for lost pet prevention and recovery through our ID tag programs in various different communities. And the questions that we get that we're like, well, we can't give you veterinary advice. I think actually most of them probably could be handled by telehealth. And if you will indulge Mm me, I'd like to chat about that because I think probably the, in fact, I know the number one thing that people come to us looking for help on in terms of lost pet prevention is all about anxiety and anxiety and pet separation, anxiety and noise aversion and all these type of things are tremendous impact on whether or not a pet will, you know, Houdini and run out of the house or try to get out of the backyard because of being scared or anxious or things. And so we do get a ton of people researching, like, how can I help my pet with this anxiety? And a lot of times it does come down to a medical thing that needs to be addressed. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like Mm -hmm. about how telehealth could help you better treat Uh, and address your pet's anxiety as an example? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I actually love that particular example. There was another speaker at the event we were at, and one of the terms that she used was that as we travel down this evolution of virtual veterinary care, we're going to find particular parts of veterinary care delivery that are actually better suited and more well-treated through virtual care than traditional in-practice visits. And I think behavior and anxiety concerns are one of those for sure, because a lot of dealing with anxiety, you know, in dogs and cats, even other species, birds and, and things like that, a lot of the key components and conversations around that, that the veterinarian and the veterinary behaviorists are going to have are talking about the pet's home environment. And so being able to see what the pet sees and counsel that pet owner on things that can be done at home that may improve or or assist with managing your pet's anxiety is something you're never going to experience in an in-clinic situation. And furthermore, seeing that pet in their comfortable home environment, you have a a completely different read of a lot of behavioral reactions or cues than you do on a pet who has been put in a car, transported to a location that they recognize before they're even out of the door of the car, and they're in a completely different anxiety level and space in clinic than they are at home. So I think behavioral consultations and behavioral management, you know, and, and 
being able to, as a veterinarian and a medical professional, taking conversations about coaching on that outside of, you know, there's a lot of fantastic trainers, but there's often, you know, a medication piece that may be required. Mm -hmm. And that's where being able to speak to a veterinary professional, you have that upper sort of level of care that often is integral in helping to manage that pet's anxiety even sort of maximally. Right. And I think too, I mean, like a lot of times we'll talk to trainers, for example, where they'll say like, you know, sometimes we get in there and we realize ah, this wasn't really a behavior training issue. This was a medical issue and vice versa. Right. And I think that right. that being able to have that teletriage with that veterinarian <clears throat> to say, you know what, this really looks like a training issue. And I would, you know, and having that, right. as you said, validation of I now know what I need to do rather than this helpless of like, I don't even know where I'm supposed to start. Right. And it, I think it, the other huge value proposition piece for a pet owner is speaking to a licensed professional instead of the rabbit holes of Google and Reddit and misinformation network yeah. that sort of is out there, you know, knowing that you're connecting and on Betster, you're, you know, you're going to have that. All of our veterinarians are licensed professionals. We, you know, ensure that it's very important to us, the credibility piece. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that there's that peace of mind when you're talking to a, a veterinarian to know that they're really legitimate and, and that advice is credible. Yeah, I think, and let's talk about this a little bit more. I think too of understanding like what are the expectations that I can have coming into a virtual care situation? What can I expect? Like I'll probably be able to get help here or at least guidance on what I should do next. And what are some of those situations where probably should skip virtual care, go great, great straight to the hospital. Can you talk a little bit about that? So we're, we're well, setting, I, you know, I, we want to set good expectations for people when they're yeah. coming into this. Yeah. Well, I can share with you that there's sort of the top four consultations that we see on Vetster. And I think that to some degree will help answer your question because, the, you know, they're aligning with, you know, these are obviously excellent use cases for virtual veterinary services. And certainly number one is what I like to call the itchy, scratchy, smelly cases. So we see a lot of pets that are scratching, have dermatological issues, skin issues, ear issues, that sort of thing. Which um, could be anxiety related. <laughs> which could be anxiety related. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we also see, you know, our next sort of biggest category of appointments would be tummy troubles. So diarrhea issues, vomiting issues, that sort of thing. And then we see a healthy abundance of concerns around urinary tract and elimination disorders, which also could be not always a medical thing, but sometimes a behavioral or, or anxiety related issue. And then of course we see, you know, sort of a smattering of behavior consultations and that sort of thing. Wellness questions, you know, like we were talking about prior to, we, what vaccines does my pet need? Mm -hmm. And I think those are some primary examples of where meeting with a veterinary professional online is really yeah. way better than trying to get a hold of your vets on the phone or by email or anything like that. And, you know, in terms of what isn't appropriate for virtual veterinary care, I think deep down, most of us probably know those things, you know, the actively bleeding patient, the actively seizuring patient, the massive trauma, sometimes toxin ingestions, although sometimes that guidance of meeting with a veterinarian when you're not sure if your pet's eating something mm -hmm. or not. Sometimes that kind of a, a triage -y one, but I think, you know, the obvious sort of 
traumas and bleedings and yeah yeah to me i think that again another aha moment when i was looking at this earlier i guess it wasn't even this year it was 2020 although well, that year just kind of went away, didn't it? But um, <clears throat> when this first was all really coming out was the immediacy of virtual care, as opposed right. to when I call my veterinarian, particularly now, I will be lucky if I'm not on hold for 20 or 30 minutes. And yeah. then they, I mean, my parents actually just had this and their, their dog is in an acute situation, a needs to be seen a situation, but the first available appointment wasn't until the end of the week and they were needing to have uh, care as soon as possible. Um, didn't think it was an emergency room visit, but weren't sure. And having that, being able to hop on with a veterinarian on the weekend to quickly have that 10 minute consult with a veterinarian is like, this can probably wait unless you see these three things happen. Right. But you know, I would say this is what you should be saying when you're calling your veterinarian about this is yeah. what the veterinary consult told you, because you can get that immediate consult. Exactly. And I think that's exactly sort of what we we're talking about earlier. And, and that, those are the situations where time and time again, the gratitude that is felt by the pet owner on the other end of that console is, is immeasurable. And, you know, just like you said, it's that validation. Is it okay to wait? Or mm -hmm. do I need to go now? And one of the, the really useful tools on our platform specifically, if uh, if I may bring it there. Of course, we're talking um, about that. Sir. Go for it. <laughs> is that, you know, you, you not only have this opportunity to meet with, you know, the veterinarian live and, and, and chat, but following the consultation, the veterinarian will also prepare for you uh, an individualized medical record for that consultation. And that stays with your account and your pet's account permanently. That's something you can access as a pet owner at any time. You can download it. You can print it. You can email it and share it with your regular veterinarian. And I reference that when it comes to emergency things, because that's a really good piece of documentation. When the veterinarian says, you need to go now, mm -hmm. I'm going to write out what we just did. And you need to take that with you to the yeah. ER clinic. You know, that's something that's like, no, no, Dr. Sarah said, I need to be here. Yeah. Please. Yeah. No, I think that that, so. that is, that is absolutely critical. And the peace of mind that comes from like, no, okay. I'm not imagining things. I'm not being right. No, I'm not being too worried myself. Right. I'm not having, this is not just anxiety right. driven on my own. This right. is legit. I think yeah. it's, that validation is huge. So speaking of Betster, <laughs> I would love it if you could talk a little bit, but we're going to get to the offer that you guys are giving our listeners, which is a great offer. Uh, but I would like, <laughs> what are they going to experience when they first come on so that they know, oh, okay, cool. How easy is it? Love that you asked the question. Uh, <laughs> our platform is profoundly user-friendly. Even for folks who may not feel that they're very technically savvy, the feedback that we get all the time is how easy it is to use. It's much like creating an account on social media. You visit the site, you add your pertinent details, and you create your account. Um, the entire process of setting up an account should take you less than five minutes. And once you've set it up, then you can add your pets, you can personalize it, you can add photographs of your pets, and then you can browse our marketplace for veterinarians who are available at the date and time that you're looking for and all, all of those other search criteria that we spoke about before. And, you know, you can find veterinarians who specialize in your breed of dog or cat and that sort of thing. And um, the actual scheduling process is literally just a couple of clicks away. And then you can, to enrich that opportunity with the veterinarian, you can also very easily upload 
images of, of an area of concern, if you have them on your pet, if you have previous medical records from your regular veterinarian, um, you can upload those for the veterinarian to have access to and they remain part of your account. And then you can also receive Depending on where you're located and the veterinarian is licensed, even within our app, there is the opportunity at the veterinarian's discretion and regulatory permitting for veterinarians to provide prescriptions so seamlessly right in, within the app, and they can be fulfilled and shipped to your home. So yeah, all in one place. It's it's really cool. And I think the other things that I really like about Vetster as opposed to s- several of the other opportunities out there, because that, let's be honest, there's a lot of telehealth out there and a lot of them are really good. I mean, the quality of care that you get from a lot of these telehealth virtual services are great. It's really great. There are different flavors. And so you have to figure out, you know, what really appeals to you and what meets your need. I think one of the things that's cool about Vetster, you mentioned this before, this marketplace thing, what does that mean? You know, as a consumer, I'm like, what does that mean? Well, here's the thing. If you go on Vester and then you find a licensed veterinarian or you also do veterinary nurses as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it's very similar to if you go to a nurse practitioner in the medical human medical Mm -hmm. place. So anyway, so you find your veterinary practitioner that you want to interact with and you really, really like them. You can continue to go to them and continue to have a long-term relationship with them on that virtual level, as opposed to some of the others that are out there that basically you're at a a little wheel that basically you get the next available person that's That's available. And so you may not always get the consult with the same person. If you're somebody that continuity of care and building that relationship with that practitioner is really important to you, I think that Mm -hmm. that Vetster is is one that you should really, really look at and consider. Yeah. You want to add to that at all? All I would say is that, you know, as a veterinarian and, and my colleagues were alike, we really appreciate that relationship building piece too. And one of the really unique parts or aspects to our marketplace platform is that we're really empowering our veterinarians who are our partners in this process to grow and operate their own virtual practice using our platform. And so it speaks exactly to what you're saying there is that, you know, we want you to, to meet your your heart met on our platform. And I firmly believe as a veterinarian that as we move forward through the evolution of veterinary care in general, we're going to see pet owners probably have a hybrid of care providers long-term. It's no longer going to be just, you know, I just have my vet who's in the clinic that's around the corner, but I have my virtual vet and I have my primary needs in-person vet. And it's going to be a care team not just, you know, an individual transactional type of feeling. Yeah. 100%. I think there's already some of that in the human space too. I mean, we have yep. this thing that we get through our insurance it's all <clears throat> virtual and as a yep. mom of a toddler, I certainly called them. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. All right. Well, so great. So I know we've got, we've asked people to hang out and so that they can learn about this great offer. Will you share what this really terrific opportunity that you're giving to our listeners is? Yeah, of course. So we're super excited to share with your listeners a promotion code for their first appointment so that they they can try Vetster and receive a 30% discount off the consultation fee with the doctor. We do have a mobile app, a really lovely mobile app. So if your listeners can visit the app store or Google Play and download the app, then they can actually load this promo code and bank it for when they need it. Oh, nice. um, and, and the promo code is PetLoverGeek30. And this will, as I said, allow them to receive 30% off of their first consultation. To just give them a kind of an idea, what's the cost range that they're likely to see? And now it's different for each vet. 
Yeah, it's different for each vet and by date, it varies a little bit. On average, the consultation with a doctor, which is a 30 minute consultation, it runs around $70 US. And so a little bit less than sort of what an in-person consultation would be in a clinic, but for the most part, I might be biased, a much more comfortable experience. Well, 30 minutes too is big because I go into my vet and I think that they're like just going in the door, I walk in the door, I've just spent $84 (laughs) and I might get five minutes with the vet, maybe 10, you know, she's seeing a lot of people during that hour. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that is one thing that we also get a lot of feedback on that. It's great. Both the veterinarians and the pet owners really appreciate this sort of like one-on-one time, a lot less distractions, you know, in the clinic, the pet is trying to get away or riding under the table, or we're embarrassed because they peed on the floor or our human children are with us and we can't concentrate as well. And for both the veterinarian and the pet owner, it tends to be a lot more dedicated time, just like, like our time right now. Yeah. One thing before we wrap this up, you did mention the app, but tell us where they can find you, where they can find Vetster. So it's Vetster.com. So V-E-T-S-T-E-R.com. Perfect. And they are also on the app stores on both for Apple and Google play. So make sure you check them out. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Sarah. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank I wish you. we had more time. You know what? We'll probably meet with you again. I'm sure to talk about something else. Um, because we like to bring people back. Loved it today. Looking forward to getting, you know, to know you more as Pet Hub and Vetster continue to work together. And for those of you who are listening, do not forget, you can go right now and get yourself a Vetster account and bank this code so you can use it later. Pet Lover Geek. That's P E T. L-O-V-E-R-G-E-E-K-3-0. And that's going to get you 30% off your first visit with Vetster. Now, if you are interested in learning more, you make sure you head over to their website, vetster.com, or you can check them out on any of your favorite social media platforms. They're all over the place there. And like always, thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm Maureen Clements, and this has been Pet Lover Geek, powered by Pet Hub.